0: Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's shout our praise this morning. He's worthy of our worship. Thank you, Lord. We praise you today. Come on. (laughs) Man, if you didn't have the Christmas spirit going on uh, up to that point, I think after that, you do. Man, Merry Christmas. Good to see everybody here today. I was going to say you may be seated, but you've already taken that liberty Stolen that from me as your pastor to be able to seat you. So please stand up again. No, I'm just kidding. Can we just say thank you to everybody on the team, the kids, the, the kids uh, ministry team that led the kids, this awesome worship team, and everybody that made cookies, everybody that made cocoa. Man, what an awesome time! So good to be with you guys today. This is a great uh, a great day. I'm excited to celebrate Christmas, and uh, tonight we're gonna go look at Christmas lights. Have you guys started your traditions and all the fun stuff you do? Have you been singing "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer"? (laughs) Not yet. Well, I'm going to share a few thoughts with you today. I actually have a story for you today, uh, and then we're going to sing some more songs and and get you out of here to go celebrate Christmas. But what what an incredible day! Uh, Today, I want to I want to talk to you. I want to tell you a story about the time that my sister did not get what she wanted for Christmas. Now, some of you may have heard this story before. I told it a few years ago at one of our Christmas services, but for those that have not heard it, uh, my daughter's been asking for this story for about two years. So Evie, this is for you. And uh, you ready to hear the story? Are you ready, Jack? Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So this is the time my sister didn't get what she wanted for Christmas. I remember well the time my sister did not get what she wanted for Christmas. Like all of us kids, she had been eagerly anticipating opening her presents on Christmas morning. The packages had sat there tantalizing us for weeks wrapped in red and green and gold paper with shiny bows on them. And we'd spend endless hours staring at them and discussing what could possibly be inside. Now, you need to know that our mom had a PhD in gift concealment technique. So shaking the packages rarely gave us any useful insights into what they might contain. She'd put rocks in the boxes or pack them tight with newspaper to confuse our ears. And she would often put tiny presents in big boxes to throw us off on size. A true master. So we'd resigned ourselves to staring at the gifts under the tree, willing them to divulge their secrets. And as the days went by, achingly slow, it was torture. But then came the big day. How many of you kids are excited about Christmas presents this year? (laughs) can I tell you something? It never gets old. Come on, somebody, it never gets old. As children, we'd struggle to fall asleep on Christmas Eve, and then we'd wake up well before dawn on Christmas, at which point we'd burst into our parents' room and scream at the top of our lungs, Merry Christmas! Mom would jump up, nearly as excited as we were for the main event, because she'd worked hard to find, purchase, and package our gifts for us, and now it was time to enjoy our delight. My dad would incur our wrath as he took forever to get up and come to the living room. I can never understand how an otherwise high-functioning adult man could put his socks on that slowly (laughs) or take so long to make a single cup of black coffee. Now that I have my own children to annoy, I have grown to appreciate my dad's singularly unique capacity for delay. And dad never did it better than on Christmas morning. After what seemed a particularly good showing on my dad's part to derail and delay the proceedings, we eventually prevailed and got to open our presents. In our family, we would open one present at a time, going youngest to oldest. Anybody do it like that? Youngest to oldest? Raise your hand if you're one of those barbaric families that rips them open apart all at once. You people sicken me. We like, to, we like to just build it up. So we would do it youngest to oldest. First, it was Johnny, my snot-nosed, weird little brother. Then Gino, also a weird little brother. And then my sister, Natalie. And then me as the wisest, oldest, most godlike. <laughs> so there we were. It was Christmas morning. Finally time to open our presents. Natalie and I, we looked on anxiously as Johnny and Gino opened their first packages and squealed with delight as they saw the new toys that my parents had bought for them. When it was Nat's turn, she gleefully ripped open a brilliantly wrapped gift that my mom handed to her. Off came the bow, then the paper, then a struggle with a tape-shut cardboard box, and finally into the gift itself. I thought I saw her eyes dim just barely as she saw the gift. And then she said, oh, it's some socks. Thanks, mom and dad. She perked up dutifully at the end and tried to make a brave showing of gratefulness towards my parents. No doubt thinking her next gift would be somewhat less mundane. Her spirits rapidly improved as I opened my gift. And I remember it being something cool like a new Xbox game. And then our brothers, Johnny and Gino, each opening something awesome in rapid succession. The anticipation built, and then it was her turn again. Pop! The ribbon came off. Rip! Off came the paper. And this time, I definitely saw a shadow cross her face as she pulled out a plain notebook. (laughs) At this point, even I was confused. (laughs) Had mom lost her touch? What was going on? Was she playing a joke? I started to panic a little as I opened my next present. Was I about to get some socks or a plain notebook? Nope. Something awesome for me. At least Mom loved me and knew what I would like for Christmas. (laughs) So I I stole a quick glance at my sister, who was nervously clutching a pair of socks and a notebook as she watched my younger brother dance around the living room, laughing hysterically with a teddy bear that was larger than he was. Her face was pale. But it was her turn again. Surely it was time for something cool or fun, right? Wrong. It was pencils. Perhaps colored, but nothing fancy. No glitter, no sparkles, nothing like that. No unicorns on the pencils, just a pack of pencils. My sister desperately stuffed her hand into the package the pencils had come out of, searching for something that would redeem the moment. But she came up empty-handed. I saw her look at my mom searchingly. Slightly desperate, my mom smiled her biggest fake smile. This is less than it really is. And said something about using her pencils with her new notebook. (laughs) While she handed the boys another present, my sister nodded numbly. But the morning went on swimmingly. We were able to thwart my dad's humbuggery and delay tactics as he tried to trick us into taking a break for breakfast. (laughs) We got toys, games, candy, gift cards. It was wonderful. Well, I mean, for the boys, at least. My sister's prospects hadn't improved much. In addition to her socks, her notepad, and pencils, she'd added little of interest. Compared to our piles of presents, hers looked downright forlorn. It looked like my mom had bought all her gifts from the clearance section of an office depot. It's true. There were paper, pens, pencils, an eraser, a pack of gum, and I'm pretty sure she even got some white out. <laughs> the last few presents she, she got, she just kind of blankly pulled open, looked inside, and sat on her bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't know about you. <laughs> My brothers were too little to understand the sheer scope of the disaster our sister was currently going through, but I could see it. It was nothing less than a full-blown Christmas crisis. She'd waited so long. She'd stared at these packages every day for weeks and only to find out that they did not contain toys, games, candy, or really anything good at all. Then I lost my my, my place. (laughs) Everybody just sit in the tension for a moment. I do have to hand it to her, though. Her faith in my parents' gift-giving was strong. Mom and dad had never let her down before at Christmas. With each new disappointment, she rallied bravely, but I could see her beginning to waver. With each disappointment, her thanks mom and dad had grown just a little bit weaker. And now she was down to her last gift. The atmosphere was heavy, tinged with worry. It was a medium-sized package, wrapped expertly as all the other gifts had been. But my sister wasn't fooled by the festive wrapping paper or the bright green bow. She'd been let down. Her little heart had taken blow after blow after blow. Her pile of castaway office supplies, masquerading as Christmas presents, had taught her not to hope. She braced herself and then took the plunge. She didn't tear into the package like before. She unwrapped it carefully, slowly, perhaps anticipating the inevitable letdown. Eventually, the package was revealed and her eyes dimmed once more as she said, a stapler? But then as quickly as her eyes had darkened, they lit up brighter than the lights on the tree. My sister jumped to her feet, hoisted the package in the air and yelled with delight, the guitar pedal I wanted. Thanks, mom and dad. If you don't know this, my sister's a rock star. She plays electric guitar. So this makes sense if you know that. What she'd mistaken as a stapler was actually the electric guitar pedal that she'd most wanted. It had seemed financially out of reach, but my mom and dad had found a way to get it for her. The day had been won, disaster averted. What in moments before seemed to be a complete and utter failure had been transformed into a stunning victory. Every gift that had been a disappointment in the moment could now be seen for what it really was, a setup for something great. All the waiting, all the wondering, and those brief, worrisome moments on Christmas morning while she watched her brothers get what they wanted for Christmas had all worked out. She was thrilled. She didn't get what she wanted for Christmas until she did. I learned something important that Christmas morning. Sometimes the disappointments are part of a grander plan. How often do we lose heart as we see those around us seem to win while we lose? Those that find love while we're still lonely. Those that find success while we're still searching for it. Those that land the dream job or the scholarship or whatever it may be. It's in those moments that we have a choice to make. It's the same choice my sister had to make on that Christmas morning. Her thank yous might have been softer than normal while she was opening a pack of gum or some pencils, but she said them. Her hope might have dimmed, but it did not die. She kept believing in the love of a mom and dad that had never let her down before. And in the same way, we should never stop giving thanks to our heavenly father, who is always loving us masterfully, even when we don't see it in the moment. So this Christmas, let's choose to trust. Let's choose to hope. Let's choose to have gratitude. After all, our father has given us the greatest gift by giving us his son, And so whatever disappointments or setbacks or failures we might endure must ultimately be seen in light of God's gracious love revealed to us in Jesus. Maybe you'll get what you want for Christmas, or maybe you won't, but you've been given something incredible, so don't take it for granted. Keep saying thank you, trust in your Father, and see what He has in store for you. Merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads in prayer for a moment. Father, we come before you today and we thank you for the, the miracle of Christmas. Lord, there's so much joy, peace, and love in this room today. I pray, God, that we would be just filled with this, this atmosphere, Lord, of your Holy Spirit, God, as we, we just reflect upon what you've done for us. Lord, we, we thank you that life is ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. I know, Lord, even this year for many people in this room has been a lot of good and a lot of bad. But Lord, I pray that today at Christmas... Maybe our hope is dimmed. Maybe the the light that burns inside of us has grown a little bit darker, but it hasn't gone out. And I pray that today would be a reawakening and a rekindling of hope and trust and peace to, to, to depend upon you, God, knowing that maybe even in this life, we don't get what we want or what we think we want. But Lord, you love us. You hold our lives in your hands and we put our trust in you because your love is so good. You are so great. What a wonderful father. What a wonderful gift you've given us, the gift of eternal life. We thank you for that today. This morning, just keep your your head bowed and your eyes closed. I want to give an opportunity. We do this every single week, Christmas or otherwise. Every single week, somebody comes to church. And I don't believe it's by accident or even because you just decided to. I think it's because God, by his mysterious Holy Spirit, brought you to this place to hear about his love for you, his plan for your life. And so today I wanna to give you an opportunity to place your trust in Jesus. Maybe for the first time, or maybe you're someone who's walked away, kind of had a bad experience with church. Maybe you met some church people like me who treated you wrong. Welcome to the club, we're all sinners. There is no such thing as church people, perfect, squeaky clean with nothing to, nothing to hide. Every one of us needs Jesus. And I just wanna tell you right now that Christmas is the perfect moment to place your faith, your trust in Jesus. And if that's you, would you just raise your hand? Pastor Jake, I want to put my trust in Jesus. Thank you. Pastor Jake, I want, to, I want to follow Jesus. I want to believe in him. Thank you so much. Let's pray this prayer together. Just repeat after me. Let's all pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for the gift that you've given me, the gift of your life. You paid for my sin, for my failures. And you've given me life. I receive your grace and mercy revealed to me at the cross. And I put my faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.